Zodians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Aglioloro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. We're recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. And of course, we are rebroadcast, redistributed through all our various podcasting outlets. So we thank you for joining us no matter how you join us, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Bullhorn, rate, like, share, subscribe, do all the things. And we got a good show for you tonight, folks. We will be joined by Dave Hastings in a matter of moments here. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Week three of the NFL season is in the books here. Big weekend, um, big scoring weekend. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan, you have to be happy with the way the weekend went. Third highest point total in NFL history with 70 points against the Denver Broncos there. All sorts of rushing touchdowns. Um, The local teams, man, if you're a Jet fan, I, I really don't know what to tell you there. I was watching Jets play in New England. Just a brutal, brutal game for them. And yet another game, if you look at the score, they were in the game. But, you know, unfortunately, we know what Zach Wilson is at this point. So you got that. Uh, Giants started off things Thursday night, uh, getting throttled by the San Francisco Giants there. Um, Just a bad all-around performance by them. Of course, the Cowboys also wind up losing this week uh, to the Cardinals. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just just not, not a good week for the the local teams and, of course, the Cowboys, the favorite team. So we have that. Um, I, I will say this, you know, fantasy football-wise, I'm doing pretty good, 3-0 there. Um, hope everybody else is doing well. And I, I'm, I'm one of the fortunate ones. I, I don't know that you'd ever be able to pull this one off again if you tried. But um, Miami, their running backs had the big games. Uh, Rasheem Mosert. Uh, winds up getting like four touchdowns combined, I believe. Devin Akane, I think his name is Akane, is how you pronounce that. Not sure. But um, he had like five touchdowns on the day. Obviously, if you had the Dolphins players, you were all right. Fantasy-wise, um, I did not start Mostert, Mostert in my uh, fantasy, uh, money fantasy league there. I had him on the bench, and um, – and when you got three wide receivers who are all underperform, it's just very fortunate that I had Justin Herbert, who the Chargers did wind up getting their win, um, 28-24, some questionable play calling for both teams in the uh, the last possessions of the game there. But um, the Chargers wind up not blowing it. So they win 28-24. If you had Herbert, you were pretty happy. If you had Mike Williams, you were happy in the moment. But then after the game, not so much. He's out for the year with the torn ACL. So there's that. If you got Sam Laporta as your tight end, he had a good game. And Detroit rolling right along there, uh, 20 to 6 over the Atlanta Falcons. Another team. Uh, I think Ritter's doing everything he can, but you know, they look pretty good. Just need a quarterback there. Uh, so you got that. But uh yeah, I mean, fa- fantasy wise, if you got all if you got all that, I think you're doing pretty good there. But um, anyway, I'm sure we'll get into more of that when Dave comes on. Might have a little basketball to talk about. Baseball, mercifully, it is the last week of the 2023 Major League Baseball regular season, and thank Christ for that. I think both fans of the Mets and Yankees are just ready for this goddamn season to be over with. And whatever the hell is going to happen this offseason is going to happen this offseason. I think we're all just ready for that part to start. I think everybody in both fan bases would be perfectly fine if just for some reason we could just not pay attention to whatever's going on in the baseball world for the month of October because it's not going to be good. I I, the, I guess this year we will find – I, I think we'll we'll find out – about the Braves, because right now you can't 
look at the baseball standings and not think that the the Braves and the Astros are the clear top two teams in baseball. Record may not indicate it. I'm not going to pretend I'm a, I'm 100% off on where the standings are at. Obviously, I, I've stopped paying attention to the standings a while ago. So we'll take a look at this. I'm pretty sure the Braves have uh, – um, they have 100 wins. Got to be the best record in baseball. Yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. Just looking at this now. So the Astros are at 86-71. The team with the best record in the American League is the Baltimore Orioles. The team with the second best record is the Texas Rangers. Now, this is exactly why I told everyone when Jacob deGrom signed with the Texas Rangers, do not root for the Texas Rangers to lose because they will not lose if you do that. Not enough people got that mess. But I'm sorry, like Baltimore is a good young team and they got a bright future ahead of them. I I don't look at them as a legitimate championship contender this season. The Tampa Bay Rays, 95 wins, so they have the second best record, but they are the first wildcard team because the Orioles got the division there. Tampa Bay could like they could, but I think that's another good young team. Uh, they 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 have a system, they have a formula. Then the Masters at the money ball and the analytics and all that stuff. They could do it. They could do it. But I just think top to bottom, you look at things. The Astros the last couple of years have been that team that you kind of forget about, and then you know come late in the season, September, October, whatever it is. You look, there they are. And yes, the Astros, I still haven't gotten over the fact that last year, what was it like June or whatever? I, I, I kind of said something to the effect that I thought they were slipping and then they promptly just beat the living crap out of both the Mets and the Yankees every time they played them. So I'm not counting the Astros out there. They're my favorite to come out of the AL. Tampa Bay, I think, is the only legitimate competition they may have minnesota they, you got to win a game you got to win a playoff game first texas rangers a, a, no i don't think that pitching staff is going to hold up we'll see what scherzer can do in the postseason if he's even still playing at this point because i think he got hurt too echo has been really good uh martin perez uh john gray they have talent in the rotation. It'll be interesting to see if that could pan out and the braves i mean they've always been a really good regular season team only two championships over the last 30 years to show for it. So we're going to see if that changes this year. And I'm not going to speak too loudly on that because Fife still got my goddamn number so he could text me about it if they wind up winning. So we're not going to say anything else about that. With that, let's welcome him in. Dave Hastings is with it, uh, with us tonight. Dave, how you doing? Not too bad, Mike. Not too bad. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm hanging in. I'm doing all right. So... This past weekend, week three, NFL season in the books. A lot of stuff going on around the league. Was a high-scoring affair in Minnesota with San Diego. I feel like both teams tried to lose that game in the last minute there, but San Diego hung on 28-24. The third most points scored in history from the Miami Dolphins. They put up 70 points, uh, beating the Denver Broncos 70-20. Giants started off the festivities on Thursday night. Uh, bad loss to the San Francisco Giants. Jets, another game. They were completely in it, but, you know, that's if they had a real quarterback. Wind up losing to the New England Patriots. And our Cowboys taking on the Arizona Cardinals. It was a fun first two weeks taking on the New York teams, but unfortunately, back to playing the rest of the country. And we have this. What do you say, Dave? Yeah, I mean, the the San Francisco 49ers, not the Giants. Um, I'm pretty sure I've said that twice tonight. Thank you for correcting me on that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We all have um, them. I just have much more than the average person, but thank you for that. That's all right. You're, you're <laughs> always going to be a baseball guy first at heart. That's mm-hmm. all good. Um. But yeah, so I mean that the Giants hung in there early, um, but as the game wore on, the uh, the talent level just uh, what's it called? The talent level is just completely different, and it mm. took uh, 
made its uh, itself known as the game wore on. But, I mean, if you're a Giants fan, you got to be happy with at least the first half. So, you know, you can take that one. Um, but, you know, you look at that game and you say, hey, like the Giants, we they're, they're not one of the better teams in the NFC when it comes down to one of the teams you think would represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. But I think that, you know, considering they were missing their starting left tackle, they were missing Saquon, like they made it as respectful as they could, I guess you would say. So I'll give them that. Um, I think that you also look at the Dolphins game. <laughs> I mean, they put up 70 points and had over 700 yards of offense. Like, that is just insanity. They scored more points and have had more yards in that game than uh, about almost half the NFL has. Uh, through three weeks, I mean, yeah, it's just insanity if you think about it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that team with Tua healthy, they didn't even have Jalen Waddle playing. Um, that team healthy is special. Uh, I'd say arguably they they probably are the best looking team in the AFC through three weeks. Um, now, obviously, the big question mark with them is can Tua stay healthy? But if he can stay healthy. Uh, there's no reason that team shouldn't uh, have the potential of winning the AFC East and even have the potential of taking the one seed in the AFC, uh, the way they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, really impressive showing by them. Um, like, did you seven, have any? Of, did you have any of them on your fantasy team? I don't have any Dolphins on my fantasy team, uh, but I did, I did tell you I got three point three points from AJ Dillon. <laughs> Um, and I still scored 198 points. Oh, no shit. That's fantastic. Yeah, I had Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Jordan Love, Uh, Tony Tony Pollard, (laughs) um, George Kittle. So, yeah, I still ended up uh, having high points for the week. Uh, Got my first win in my money league, and I officially have more points than anybody else in the league, yet I'm still on the outside looking in when it comes down to the playoffs. So, Long season ahead hey, of us. That, unfold. That'll correct. That will correct for you. I'll say that. You want to hear something funny? I can tell you this now. I kind of felt bad saying it, so I'm happy you won this week so I can say this. Um, I have Raheem Mosert, and I had him on the bench this week. And all three of my wide receivers played last night. They all underperformed, and I still won. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I went uh I went two and one this week in my three leagues. Uh but my girl my girlfriend's team, she's two and one in third place, even though I got a D plus rating. Um <laughs> and her so happy about that right now. Um Dude, dude, when I when I did it, the thing graded me, I was gonna finish in seventh place. It now has me in first place. I didn't believe it then, I don't really believe it now. So No. It's just like your power rankings for the NFL when it comes out. You're like, stop it. Like yeah, <laughs> guys have to play. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, though. I think you so, were you were um, saying something else. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you look at that. I mean, then you look Green Bay, New Orleans game. I mean, New Orleans was dominating that game, and then Derek Carr gets injured. Jameis Winston comes in, and Green Bay fights their way back for a win, um, making Jordan Love three and zero to start his or two and one. Yeah. In the second half. So, I mean, he's off to a decent start. And I was watching people post like videos of him and Aaron Rodgers and like the mannerisms and some of their throwing styles and things like that are scary, scary similar. Um, I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers by any leap or bound, but it's still pretty scary to think how similar some of these clips I saw were. Um, But yeah, I mean, that Dallas Arizona game, I find it crazy. I found out Dallas actually lost seven of their last eight games against Arizona. Um, they just seem to not play very well against them. Uh, I think they went in there thinking it was going to be a cakewalk, and instead they got ran all over. Um, and their run defense was non existent. Uh, I mean, in the first two games, they gave up zero runs of over 20 yards, and in 
20 run plays. Arizona had four. <laughs> so he gave up over 200 rushing yards. Uh, Prescott did not play very well. Their red zone offense con- continues to be an issue for him. Um, and like I saw it come out today, some of his, I think it was Robert Griffin the third came out and was like, Dallas misses Ezekiel El- Elliott in the red zone. And look, last year he was their red zone back. And he, he, though he was not really great in between the 20s, um, he was definitely more reliable on short yardage. And, and that might be something that they're missing. Um, but at the Can same I, time, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was, I, if you don't mind, I was just going to throw in. They had like three, three fifths of their starting offensive line not playing in this game. Yeah. Uh, they they were missing their starting left tackle, their starting center, and their starting right guard. Two of the three guys missing are future Hall of Fame offensive linemen. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm, I will credit part of their struggles against Arizona to that. They were still in the game towards the end, had a chance, and some questionable play calling by McCarthy, like being down eight and not taking a field goal and going for it on fourth down. Um, I mean, the one – non-pass interference call where they threw the flag for pass interference but then picked it up. I mean, I saw the highlight of that. I don't know how that's not pass interference. I mean, mm. really definition of pass interference is when the defensive back doesn't play the ball and all the defensive back did was dive right into Gallup's chest to stop him from <laughs> making the catch. So, don't really know how that's not pass interference. But, um, you know, the penalties that they had themselves were not good. Uh, overall, they just they had a really bad game, and you know now they they got New England coming in, uh, coming off of their first win against the Jets. Uh, now New England's a team I think they should be able to beat, um, but at the same time I hope they don't get ahead of themselves thinking about San Francisco the following week, which has the potential to happen considering San Fran's knocked them out of the playoffs the last two years. But hopefully they have a nice rebound game and and are able to play well. I mean. But you have Will Greer, uh, the backup quarterback uh, that Dallas had to cut this offseason, and Zeke Elliott on that team. So, you know, Bill Belichick's got them sitting down talking about everything they possibly can to get an advantage on Dallas. Um, But, yeah, overall, Arizona just had had their number. They ran all over Dallas, and they earned that win. There's no other way to put it. Um, Thankfully, I was at a wedding and did not have to watch that embarrassment and and let that ruin my Sunday. So, yeah. that, that yeah. was one positive that I did have going for me. Um, and if you want to blame somebody for the loss, you can blame me since I wasn't watching the game. I don't know. I, why the hell not, right? Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why the hell not? Yeah. Like, like, yeah I, I, I'll agree with anything you say. Yeah, that sounds yeah good. It, it, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I think when you look at this past week, I, I mean, your Monday night games, the Eagles roll over the Tampa Bay, which everybody expected. The Bengals get their first win of the season at home against the Rams. Uh, the Steelers beat the Raiders, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo is in concussion protocol. Uh, you know, the Chiefs blowing out the Bears. I mean, I, the Bears are just horrible this year. I mean, I don't even know what to say about them. Yeah. Um, you know, Buffalo blowing out Washington, the Browns blowing out the Titans, um, the Texans blowing out the Jaguars, which really surprised me. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that Texan team is young, energetic, and 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 they're having fun and they got faith. I mean, they're they got two young wide receivers, the rookie quarterback and Stroud, the the young running back, um, and D'Amico Ryan's <clears throat> has that defense playing pretty well. So, um. <clears throat> You know, overall, not too bad. The one thing that stuck out to me, um, though, and, and it's more of the individual player more than a game, but yeah, the Lions beating the Falcons by f- two touchdowns. And we're three weeks into the year, and Kyle Pitts, a guy they used the number four overall pick on just three less than three years ago, is basically non-existent in their offense. And I don't know how how you have a guy with that physical talent and he's not more of a focal point of your passing game. I just – I don't understand it. Mm. So, I mean, that that to me is a huge question mark if you're in Atlanta and you're sitting there watching this kid basically lose the first couple of years of his career for absolutely nothing. 
um, and just a waste of a pick. So, I mean, that you see, you see Justin Fields in Chicago struggling on offense. Uh, I mean, so yeah, a lot coming out of week three. Um, but those are some of the other main things that kind of stuck out to me. What did you think of the Chargers Minnesota game there? I mean, you mentioned we we had it in the picks last week. We thought it was going to be a high scoring game, and it definitely was. That last minute, though, Minnesota seemingly almost gave the game away. Or excuse me, Los, Los Angeles almost gave the game away, and then Minnesota just couldn't capitalize on it. Yeah, um, so I had to hit the road for the wedding uh, about halfway through the third quarter of the one o'clock game. So I really didn't get to see the end of anything. Um, mm. So yeah, I really didn't get a chance to see it, but I mean, that type of statement does not surprise me considering both teams. Um, and they just, and then my, uh, the chargers lose Mike Williams to a torn ACL for the year, um, which is just a huge blow for them. Um, and, and really something that hurts. I mean, I know Keenan Allen's a special talent, but, you got to sit there and really kind of worry about what that means for Mike Williams because the guy consistently is getting injured and and it's really becoming an issue um, for him and and for that uh, for that offense. Yeah, not definitely on that. But um, I actually had him in one of my leagues. Yeah, but. Here's the thing. I know one of the popular things to be talked about, obviously the Jets need a quarterback. And you see a number of other teams, like you mentioned them, the Bears, you know, Thought Fields was the answer. Is it the player, the coaching staff yet to be seen? And a couple other ones in there too. Atlanta definitely won. Ritter has done what he could, but you just mentioned what's going on with not being able to use your most powerful weapon there. Do you think there's a world where Minnesota looks at things and goes, all right, you know something? This season started off poorly. I believe their record, let me pull up, 0-3, haven't won yet. Do they entertain possibly trading away Cousins, tanking for uh, Caleb Williams? I mean, I don't I don't know if you do that just because it's the, nobody's running away with the division. It's pretty early now. Mm. Seeing where things might be at, you know, as you get closer to the trade deadline, that to me is where you kind of where things will get interesting. Um, and that to me is where where the real question lies: is what are what is the what is the game plan when it comes down to after him anyway, right? Like, do you have is there a thought process that they have? Because if there is, then you know. Maybe maybe you do dump them, but uh, for the time being right now, I mean, I think you still have to rock them because if you actually look at his stats, <laughs> I mean, yeah. his stats are pretty damn good. <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to sit there and say it's his fault they're losing games. I, I mean, it really is. So if, when that being the case, like how do you just jo- trade a guy that other teams would love to have? Yeah, I don't really think they would think about doing it just yet. I just think it's interesting that at least over the last few days in the stuff I watch and pay attention to, that I've seen that popping up. Like, the Jets should trade whatever they have to to go out and get Kirk Cousins. Now, the only thing I think it makes sense for with Minnesota, their defense is so bad. You just mentioned that you can't entirely put – the losses on him, the offense is scoring. They still have Justin Jefferson and all this, but the defense is so bad. And I don't see how they, at the very least, plug it, do kind of a bend and don't break type thing. If it's going to keep up that way, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting I, – I don't think it's going to happen, but like I said, I've, I've heard it a bunch over the last few days. I thought it was at least worth bringing up there. Yeah, I mean, I can see how people are talking about it, but I just, I just don't see how you justify it at this point in time. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else stand out to you this week you want to bring up? Uh no, I think we pretty pretty much hit on them. Mm. Well, I tell you the one thing we brought, we talked about the Cowboys very briefly. There, Trayvon Diggs 
I think it was Wednesday or Thursday last week, the news broke. He tore an ACL in practice. I thought it was one of those hoax things when it first came up. And then 20 minutes later, I got the alert on my phone. Nope, Adam Schefter's saying it's flawed. And obviously, you know, the defense did not look quite the same last week. We mentioned some injuries there besides this. That's a big one for the Cowboys to overcome. Yeah, I mean, it definitely hurts. But, I, I mean, the one thing that they have going for them this year is that they actually have depth at the position. And, and when you have that, the depth that they have, like, it should be something that shouldn't stop them from being able to reach the goals that they have for this year. Um, but I do think it, it's definitely – it. I think it definitely had an emotional impact on the team. Um, and – you know, with that being the case, like, I think it is one of those things where you got to say to yourself, like, what are they going to do if they don't have the ability to cover up what has been, like, one of their strongest, like, he's one of their strongest players. He's off to a great start, had an interception, forced fumble, fumble recovery in two games. Like, I definitely think that does hurt. And it's just a matter of, you know, do you have, do you have the faith in the other guys um, to carry the load? Hmm. Well, I really hope they do. And, you know, the, the Stefan Gilmore trade, I think, looks even bigger now just without, just without having digs with it. As great as it would have been to see the two of them play together the entire season. Just by the fact that, okay, we're, we're going to the depth that's good and everything. You you kind of know it's not going to be on Diggs' level. To have at least one guy who's still at a premium level there. Thank God they made that trade. Oh, yeah. I would be extremely worried if they make that trade. Um, mm-hmm. And Gilmore's definitely, you know, more on the tail end of his career than the prime of his career. Sure. But, I mean, he he's still considered one of the better corners in the league and you got to have faith in the, the veteran experience. And I think that's the other pro is his, abil- his ability to help the younger guys. Because that's, you know, when you really think about it, that's really what, uh, what you're going to need from him. Hmm. Yeah. And one other thing I want to bring up here real quick, because I think you mentioned Philadelphia when we were talking about the Monday night games there. It seems so simple. That move that Philadelphia uses, the goal line type move, the third or fourth down and inches type move. I I, I don't know. I, I can't remember the exact name that they're calling it, but basically it's the move where Jalen Hurts goes up the middle and everybody just kind of pushes him forward. Yeah, the rugby move. There you go. What What are your thoughts on that move? Because, like, all this big deal is being made about it, and it's like it's a fairly simple move that you would think everybody else would, would get on and try to do their own version of. What, what do you think of this rule? Because I know every time I see Philadelphia, the announcers are like, oh, you expect to see everybody else doing it. I just haven't seen the impacts. I'm just wondering, what do you, what do you think about the rule? I mean, move. look, it's it's a play that works, and, and if you can't stop it, that's on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get to a place where everybody tries to implement something like that? Because it's a pretty basic package, if you think about it. Everybody comes in there, you just have two big guys behind them, and you just shove his ass forward. Well, exactly, and that's the thing. It's not – this isn't – they're not doing something that everybody else can't do. You know what I mean? Like, so it's one of those things where, like they always say, right? You can't beat them, join them. Well, that's your situation with this, right? If you can't beat it, join them. And that seems to be, like, I don't know why other teams aren't doing it more, but. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, uh, oh. No, that's all I got. Oh, okay. All right. I, I didn't. I, I get feedback on the thing sometimes. It sounds like you're still talking, but anyway. Um, the interesting th- thing to me, I don't know if you've seen this. I, I noticed this a couple times on the defense. 
to me, if if you don't like it and you want to try to game plan for it more, look at the way the offense sets their players up in a formation. And when you look at the defense, you still see guys wide out. You see the one safety hanging all the way back and everything. I, I, I don't think they're exactly trying to hide or fool you. What are you doing? Bring everybody in, set up exactly the way they do, and do the same goddamn thing. Yeah, they're not doing some, like, magical trick play with this. It's, it's, yeah. it's very simply, we're going to line up, and we don't think you can stop us from doing this, so you either stop us or we're going to score a touchdown. And, I mean, I saw one idea, one suggestion on the defensive side where why don't you take a, another defensive tackle and line him up right behind the guy that's lined up over the center and have him push that guy? Yeah. Makes sense to me. Bring in a couple of those guys. They, 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 like you said, they're not trying to fool anybody here. They, you know exactly what they're doing when you see that formation. They're not trying to do. They're not trying to do anything else other than that. Just bring the guys out there. Stop it. This thing would be over in five weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something where it, it's it's more surprising to me that teams don't do anything to try and adjust from it. Like they literally just, yeah. they just sit there and basically let it happen. Like, I don't understand the thought process behind it. That's for sure. This, it, this just popped in my head. It kind of reminds me of when the wildcat first started coming in and you saw every team doing that for like a good three or four weeks this has obviously been going on for about a year now. So a little bit longer time period. Obviously, I guess everybody, I don't know why it's taking them so long to catch up here. But after about three or four weeks of that wildcat, I think it was around the time of like Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. Um, so like it, it's kind of the same thing. If you're just seeing it constantly, you should be able to catch it. You should be able to figure that one out. You would think so, uh, but mm -hmm. teams either are scared of what might come out of it by, you know, putting everybody so much in the middle. But, like, when you know it's going to work against you if you don't, I don't really understand why you wouldn't want to try and do something to stop it and force them to come up with a wrinkle that comes out of that. Mm. Yeah. be interesting to see how much longer it goes on. Anyway, so I think with that, you want to move to picks? Yeah. All right. So just to recap from last week there, we picked Buffalo to beat Washington. We picked New England to beat the Jets, picked Detroit to beat Atlanta, and then our one difference last week, I had picked the Chargers to win. You picked Minnesota to win. So I had another 4-0 week. You went 3-1. and And as we come into this week – you for the season are up nine three. I'm a game behind you at eight and four. Look at us go. There we go. So with that, let's start this. And I guess I guess this week I'm going first. So I will start this off because it is time for Aguilaro's aggravation of the week. All right. So I just started looking at the teams that I was going to pick um, the matchups for this week uh, for my Survivor League. And I, 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 there's only four teams remaining at this point, Dave. I'm one of the last four in there. It's only three weeks. And it's it's interesting because you you know me. I'm not really confident when it comes to picking half this shit. I automatically think that if I pick someone who's a lock, they're automatically going to lose, and it's because I, I picked them. We know this. This happens all the time. The Washington-Philadelphia one is an interesting one to me because there's a lot of really good matchups here. Like, honestly, yeah, Green Bay-Detroit looks really good for Thursday with the way Detroit is playing and everything. I think the Sunday night games are going to be total dog shit the way the New York teams have been playing lately. Kansas City taking on the Jets, Seattle taking on the Giants. Our game, the Cowboys game against the Patriots is going to be interesting. A lot of really good matchups here, though. The Philadelphia-Washington one is interesting to me because we just talked about Philadelphia with the move and everything. They're doing very well. 3-0 on the season, I believe. Washington was kind of brought back down to earth 
this week by uh, Buffalo. They were riding high after week two, not so much anymore. And it is on the road. It is in Philadelphia. I'm picking Philadelphia and Washington as my game because just be, by the fact that this is the one I feel confident about worries me. Because uh, I do think, like, Sam Howell, I don't think he's anything special, but they do have a, a good backfield behind them. They have good receivers there. Their defense was playing really well. You know, a couple of uh, the first couple weeks there, not sure what happened this past week other than, you know, it's Buffalo. It's a good team. But it's a division matchup, so I do think they'll play tough. But ultimately, I go with Philadelphia on that. Who you got? Yeah, I mean, if you remember last year, Washington was the team that gave Philly their uh, uh, first loss of the year. Mm, fuck. But that that was uh, a Monday nighter in Washington. So, yeah, the yeah, the prime time game against a division opponent, plus the fact your division opponent was undefeated. So you had a lot of factors that, you know, contribute mm. to the energy and effort that Washington showed up with. Um, and they'll show up the same way at first, but at some point, I think Philly's just going to be able to wear them down and make more plays. Um, so I, I, I gotta, I gotta agree with you. I, I gotta take uh, Philly winning that one. All right. I did forget that Washington handed Philadelphia their first loss of the season last year. Completely forgot that one. <laughs> so. uh, happy to make your aggravation more, more aggravating. It fits. It was good timing. Yes, I'll give you that. Perfect. All right. Uh, so we'll go back to you because now it is time for the Hastings Highlight of the Week. Yeah, I mean, looking at this week's schedule, there's not a lot of, like, huge, huge matchup matchups. I mean, I see one that for sure has to be one of my, my games. Um. But outside of that, I don't really know if there's any other game that really pops out as a highlight. So I think the one obvious one has to be the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. There you go. Um, you know, Miami, like we talked about earlier, puts up puts up 70 points, over 700 yards of offense. I mean, just crazy numbers. Um, they And again, did it without Jalen Waddell. Um, but now you're going on the road against a division rival, a really good team, a good defense. And, and it's hard to imagine. Well, let's be honest. They're definitely not putting up 70 again. No, I just don't see that happening. So we already know this, right? So the question is, what defense, to me, the question is, because I think both offenses can keep up with each other. So the question is, what defense – is going to make us enough stops to allow their offense to, to take the lead and, and give them the win. And I, I feel like it's a bad move right now to bet against Miami, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to take the bills at home. See, like you highlighted one of, one of the big problems, one of the, one of the actual aggravations for me when it comes to fantasy here, because I have Raheem Mostert. I also have Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, and Alexander Madison, also Brian Robinson. And trying to figure out which ones to start going forward is, is just a little dicey for me because I do think like Derrick Henry had the bad game on Sunday. Might be a bit of an aberration, but the dude is 30, has a lot of carries on him for his career, so I wonder about that one. Madison. They just added Cam Akers in Minnesota, probably going to be active next week. He had a good game this past week, but there's that. And Robinson's on the Washington uh, Commanders. I want to be able to start roastered, but I, I'm i not 100% confident in him yet. And I do think, you know, great week for Miami. Everything you just mentioned, Tua, you know, his health is the key for them. Buffalo did show up this past week. They've been looking, you know, I think it was the last couple of weeks they've showed up. They didn't look great. The first week they haven't looked completely broken out of the shell. In the first couple of weeks, I think they did come out of it a little bit on Sunday there. Yeah, I'm with you. I think 
Buffalo's defense would have a better jo- um, chance of shutting down Miami's defense than the uh, Miami's offense than the other way around. You there? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, cool. All right, so we're back to me here. And see, there is one other one o'clock game that I think looks pretty good. The night games, I don't know. Which I don't necessarily. Well, okay, we got two games we can pick here. Okay, I think the one I'll pick with for the aggravation would be uh, Baltimore and Cleveland, the one o'clock game there, because like this would be another game. I think normally you'd look at this and think, you know, Baltimore might be the lock on it. Cleveland's played very good defensively over the first three weeks of the season. Deshaun Watson, I think, played better last week than he had the first couple weeks. He still had the pass where he he threw the wrong way. Did you see that highlight where Deshaun Watson threw the ball the wrong way entirely? Uh, No, I can't say I did. Hey, it's it, it was all over Twitter on Sunday. I don't know if it's still there, but yeah, he's he's getting pressured or whatever, and he just the running back standing uh, behind him and everything. He just he pa- basically passes the ball to the running back who's five feet behind him. So oh. yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I will pick Baltimore to win this game. I said I will say I think Cleveland makes it close. Their cornerback, their secondary has been very good this this uh, season so far, and Baltimore is not the best in the pass game anyway. So that'll be interesting to see. But I got Baltimore winning this game. Okay. Uh, I mean, Baltimore has got more injuries than any other team in the entire freaking league. Yeah. Um. Uh, though Deshaun, uh, not Deshaun Watson, um, uh, Lamar, Jackson? Lamar Jackson has been playing pretty good football. Um, so I'm going, to, you know what? Give me, uh, give me Cleveland. All right. All right. So now I got to pick. And, uh, <laughs> Who's going to be a highlight of the week with the with these freaking games? Jesus. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think of the games here, I think I think Thursday night could be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm between Thursday night and I'm between the, the Cowboys-Patriots game. I just don't know if I want to put you in a position to have to. Yeah, that'd be good. I want let me throw something at you while you're thinking of this cuz I I've known this is happening for a couple weeks now. Okay. So the the London game, the first of the London games is the Falcons taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars Sunday morning at 9:30. They're like simulcasting the game on Disney Plus and doing some sort of Toy Story animation tie-in for it. Do you know anything about this? Uh, no, I can't say I do. I heard about it. I just don't know exactly what it's supposed to mean. Yeah, I'm, I kind of want to watch it for the first 20 minutes just to find out what the hell they're doing. And then if I don't like it, I change the channel. I mean, that's a good way to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't say I really have a clear understanding of what the the goal is for that. Because mm-hmm. I know what was it? They did something a couple years ago where they like simulcast like a playoff game or something on Nickelodeon, and I guess they got good ratings from that one. I know there was one game last year. What they had the meme of Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, I, I guess he was ripping on a player for a bad play or something like that. I remember seeing that. I don't know if it's going to be like the same thing, but yeah, I really, I, I genuinely have no idea what like the the end game goal is for that. Yeah. Hey, kids, watch this game. Pay no attention to all the human carnage. Just watch the game. Look, Toy Story. Yeah, basically. I mean, I really, I really have. <laughs> it, it, it's an 
concept for me, but hey, anything to get the ratings up and get another generation hooked on the game, right? Mm-hmm. And you know they're going to be the only ones up at 9 o'clock in the morning anyway on a Sunday waking their parents up. Hey, watch this. I don't want to watch yeah. Slinky Dog. What? Well, at least it'll be a Sunday where mom, the mom won't have to yell at dad to get up and, and go with the kids. Yeah. All right. So with that, who you got for your fourth game? <laughs> I, th- I think you're spot on. I think we're going to go with um, with the uh, uh, Packers Lions game. I-, I think that I think that one makes the most sense. So we're going to roll with that one. Um, All right. So if we're going to roll with that one, Green Bay coming off of a tough win at home against the Saints. Detroit coming up, coming off a nice win against Atlanta. Uh, Green Bay may or may not have um, um, Aaron Jones back. If they do, I think that really helps them. Um, If they don't, I think they could be in some trouble against Detroit. Um. Green Bay is obviously pretty much own this, and this would be for uh, first place. Um, the Lions could get back uh, David Montgomery and their offensive linemen. The Packers could get back Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. But primetime, whether it's Thursday or not, a primetime game in Lambeau, I just can't not go with Green Bay. So I'm going to take the Packers to win at home. Mm. It is definitely this is a big test for both these teams. Obviously, love trying to su- succeed. Aaron Rodgers there. He's done decent so far. I think he's done he's done better than I thought he was going to, if I'm being totally honest. I actually picked him up. I have my ba- I have him as my backup quarterback in fantasy football. So done better than I thought he was going to so far. Um, and then you have Detroit. They're the darlings. I, everybody wants them to win. I think I, I do think they look really good. I still think they wind up taking the division. Uh, Laporta at tight end is a beast for them. And if they can keep, you know, him growing along with the receivers and the running backs they have, Gibbs is getting a chance to have extended run with um, Montgomery hurt. They got a lot lot of weapons there. You know something, if this was later in the season and I I might – Pick differently here, but you know, so we're early in the season here. The standings are close. Give me Detroit. All right, there you go. We got a game we differed on. Mm-hmm. We got two this week. I think that's the first. I think it's the first time this season we we differ on more than one game. All right, so I'm either going to pull ahead of you, stay one game with it, uh, ahead of you, or you're going to swing things around, and take the lead. It'll be interesting. It will be interesting. All right. So I think with that, did you have anything else football wise you wanted to talk about tonight? Uh no, nah, that's really it. All right. Anything happen in basketball this week? I think we were talking Knicks maybe getting in the Lillard sweepstakes last week. And then I think it was yesterday I saw on ESPN the Raptors are now considered the front runners. Yeah, I saw I saw the Raptors are the consider the front runners right now for Damian Lillard. Potential three team trade could be going on. There's a lot, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. I will say when you really look at it, I I still don't know if Lillard goes anywhere. I don't I don't think anybody is uh willing to give up what Portland wants. Yeah. Nah, I get I this has definitely gone on all off season. I think we still got a month to go till the regular season starts. So I wouldn't expect anything less than this just dragging on continuously. So do you have anything else for basketball? No, nah, I mean, tra- uh, training camps are getting ready to get started. NHL preseason just kicked off. Devils scored 10 goals in their first two games. So that's a good look for them. But still a long way to go before you get any ex- any any excitement over that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and I, I said this before you came on here. Baseball, I'm just I like like I think most Met and Yankee fans are, I'm just happy the season's almost over. 
and I wish we could skip the entire. As far as baseball goes, I do wish we could skip the entire month of October because I just don't want to hear it. And I'm just praying to God that um, some team that isn't in Atlanta does uh, win, wins the thing. I just want any team other than the one in Atlanta to win the goddamn thing. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, they definitely have to be the favorite going in. Yeah, no, I, I was saying that before you came on. I think I, the Braves got the best record in baseball, so they're the favorite. But it will be interesting to see if they are able to hold up and make it to the World Series because, as I've pointed out frequently, they don't always do that. So, And that's what I'm going to leave it at because I, I think I said this as you were coming on. I, 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 Fife still got my phone number, so you can bust my chops about it. I, I don't need to hear more than normal, so I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Pop culture wise, did you have anything? Did you you never got into winning time, right? Nope. Still haven't watched it, my friend. And I heard they can't canceling it. Yeah. I, and they didn't really tell anybody from what I know, because I didn't hear that story until like the show was premiering. And then it because they end it after the 1984 season when the Celtics went, and then they have this montage. Yeah, if they had a third season, you would have seen like the 85 and 87 seasons when the Lakers won. It would have been interesting, but it's worth seeing if you're a basketball fan because it's pretty good. And I think it's more accurate than maybe uh, a lot of people wanted to admit, because I think some of the cartoony aspect of uh, the show threw a lot of people off early on. That didn't always stay with the show, though, but I think they alienated people early on. Yeah, I have it on my queue on HBO Max, but it's just mm-hmm. not that's like, oh my god, I can't wait to watch this. Mm-hmm. It's worth seeing though. I, I do endorse it. So do you have anything else pop culture wise you want to bring up? Because I didn't really have too much. Nah, I mean I haven't uh I started watching the um just for like something to like not pay attention to i started watching the harley quinn animated series on hbo max that was stupid so i can't really say that's anything special i saw the first season of that and you're right it was stupid but i i actually found it funny i think i got like four episodes into the second season and i stopped watching it for some reason but i didn't think that was terrible actually yeah i don't think it's hard i don't think it's terrible i just it definitely wasn't um it's nothing I'd go out of my way to watch or tell somebody to go watch. So I'll put it that way. Mm. No. All right. Well, if you didn't have anything else tonight, I think I'm good as well. So I think that's as good a time as any for us to get out of here for tonight. Thank you to everybody for listening to us on all the various podcasting outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Bullhorn, Rate, Like, Share, subscribe, do all the things, and we'll get out of here for tonight. Let's do some final thoughts. Dave Hastings. Ah, as always, my friend, pleasure, and uh, hopefully uh, next week we're not embarrassed by another uh, Cowboys loss and we're back on the winning train. It will be It will be a uh, – I think it will be a good game to watch there, so – Let's hope on that. Thanks, Dave. I am Mike. Go ahead. As I said, always a pleasure, my friend. Right back at you. I am Mike Aglia-Laurel, folks. Once again, thank you all for listening. We will see you all next week.